Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 490. If you want to be really good at something, you have to make it priority by nurturing and fine-tuning its growth every day or it will not survive. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Sue Steele Thomas. Sue, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am buckled up and ready to go. (laughs) All right. Great to have you here. Sue Steele Thomas has been painting automobiles since 1988, but her art career began at a tender young age of five years old. Her unique and colorful paintings have been exhibited at invitational and juried venues around the country and hang in private collections as well. Her medium is gouache, and they merge nature and the automobiles in a colorful juxtaposition of the mechanics of each subject she paints. Sue is a professor of art, holds a Master of Fine Arts degree from Radford University, and she's an associate member of the Automotive Fine Arts Society. So, Sue, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment before we get into the questions and share a little bit more about your career, your art, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? When I was a little girl, my dad repaired cars, and I would get underneath the car to be with him, cool. and he taught me all the tools, and he said, hand me this, hand me that, and I remember one day he said, okay, now I'm going to teach you how to take this out, and the oil is going to drip everywhere, and I remember it dripping on my face, and it was so much fun, I got to get dirty and be with him, so <laughs> cool. I think that's when I really started loving cars. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you went, you took it a lot further steps when you got into uh, your passion for art and so forth, and Tell us a little bit about the beginnings of what what drew you to start painting cars as a uh, subject matter. Well, I've been painting them, as you said, since the late 80s and uh, since college. And that was uh, really marked a significant point in my automotive art career. Um, in 1988, I submitted through the mail some line art and color slides of my work to Bill Mata who was the art director for Road & Track Magazine oh, at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And about a month or so later, I received a letter in the mail critiquing my work. It was an entire page. Wow. And I sat down and I read it word for word, and it was um, very significant in all of the comments. Um, He said, the color slides are too subtle. They won't print very well in the magazine. Some of your black and white line drawings are not road and track kinds of cars. And on and on and on. And at the bottom, he said, but I want to see more. Oh, nice. (laughs) So please send more. So I kept sending. I kept working. I kept sending. And, you know, mail, I lived in Texas at the time, and he was in California. So it takes a while for all of that to get there. Yeah, way before the Internet. (laughs) Way before the Internet. And, yes, there was life before the Internet. (laughs) Um, So in December of 1990, he published a black line drawing of a Bugatti, and he published it in the front of that issue in the letters to the editor page. And on that page, there was an article about John R. Bond, who had recently passed away. And I thought that was pretty amazing to have my art on that page. Wow, what a nice start. Very cool. Well, nice of him to give you the opportunity. And and to be so thoughtful in that response process. And it's a good lesson for those uh, budding young artists out there who would love to have a career in uh, automotive art is, you know, take a gamble, present your work, send it to somebody, get a critique, get some response from them, and take the advice, most importantly, right? Absolutely. Word for word, line for line. Do exactly what they tell you to do. Yes, absolutely. Very important. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about what you do as we move along. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Sue, take the wheel. My quote, if you want to be really good at something... You have to make it priority by nurturing and fine-tuning its growth every day or it will not survive. Mm, absolutely true. Well, how, how have you incorporated that into how you live your life with your paintings? Because you're busy as a professor as well, so you're teaching students how to be good artists. But how do you take that quote and apply it to your life as an artist? Well, um, painting is a part of everyday life. Uh, You have to think it out, you have to plan it, then you have to process it onto paper. Otherwise, the passion to make art is just not there. So, uh, And I also practice what I preach to my students. You're not going to get better unless you're in there working. Mm. Uh, You can think about it, but you actually have to do it. Yeah. And um, it's, it's hard work. Yeah. You know, I've heard this from many of my artist guests, and I've had dozens on the show here that you just have to get up and go paint. And for many of us who are not fine artists, you think of art as a pleasurable hobby thing, not a career, but just like going to your work every day. You go to your studio every day, pick up a brush, and you move, right? Look, I get up, and I like to work early. So if I can be in the studio by 6.30 a.m., I'm happy. And there have been many times when... You know, you don't feel well, you have a headache, you have the flu. Actually, I remember painting with my head on my drawing table, and I'm still painting. <laughs> uh, so maybe maybe I didn't paint well, but I did paint, but you so did I it. get credit for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, great advice again to those young entrepreneurs out there who'd love to have a career as an artist. 
Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? You told us that great story about laying into the car with your dad when you were a little girl and helping, but is there a pivotal moment in your life when you look back when you really knew that you were a car gal? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I think this happened when I was a sophomore in college. Uh, the assignment was to copy an image of a car oh. and create an illustration with a medium that was unfamiliar to you. And so we also had this graduate assistant that put us all in a circle, and he went around and he said, this is your subject and this is your medium. Mm. And when he got to me, he said, you're going to paint a car and you're going to use watercolor. Ah. And so I stayed after class, and I said, can we discuss this? Can I choose something else? <laughs> and he said, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I lost. Yeah. Um, so I, I selected a 1929 cord from an old car calendar, and I used watercolor, and I didn't have any experience with the medium at all. Mm. I must have worked on this for months. It seemed like years, but I'm <laughs> sure it was months. <laughs> And as I drew the technical and mechanical parts, I just became more and more intrigued, and I knew that this was my passion and that I was going to be doing cars. So that one project really prompted me to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up. Yeah, when you grew up. Yeah, and boy, have you grown up. I always put my guests' websites and work on their show notes page so that the listeners can see what we're talking about. In the case of artists, it's very important, and I'll encourage listeners to go check out the art that Sue is doing because it is very, very different than many of my past guests, and I'm so glad that he pushed you out of that comfort zone and into because the medium that you use, gouache or it's a, somewhat of a watercolor technique, is that right? Uh-huh. It's just an opaque watercolor. You can't see through it, so it's mm-hmm. not transparent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very nice. So kind of like an acrylic, if you will? It is, uh, and it, it's very temperamental. Uh, it has to be mixed correctly. It has to be creamy. You have to do many tests, mm-hmm. and it also can be thick. And if it's too thick and you've painted on top and painted on top, it'll crack and fall off. Oh, goodness, okay. And well, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, just like painting a car. You need to apply <laughs> the paint properly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't want that paint to fall off for sure. No, no, not at all. Well, let's let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down here, Sue, and crawl under the hood. Get your hands a little dirty like you did back then with your, your dad. And I'm going to ask you to share a, a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that and what did it teach you? Well, I think the biggest challenge is that being a female automotive artist in a man's world. Mm. In the early days, some of the men thought I was too friendly. I am a Southern gal, and I'm really (laughs) proud of that. There you go. So my incentive was to work harder, Mm -hmm. to be better at my craft, and I just knew that if I did that, they would accept me for being really good and not just because I was this cute, sweet, and overly friendly girl. <laughs> um, so I learned to step up to the plate yep. and be competitive and be thankful that my parents gave me this red hair, these blue eyes, sweet disposition on occasion, and <laughs> intense work ethic. Yeah, very important. And, you know, it it is a challenge. My wife went into the field of engineering, civil engineering, which is very much a man's world back Mm-hmm. When she graduated from college, this was back in the uh, early 80s, and she ran into the same problem, and she felt 
or she discovered pretty quickly, boy, I'd be as good as or even better than all the men around me to be respected because Absolutely. I was, you know, she was a nice looking young woman and people didn't take her very seriously back then. But once she, um, as you said, stepped up to the plate, stepped up her game. So a great yeah. lesson for those ladies listening out there that it is possible. And you'll see that I've had uh, several other very well-known female automotive artists on the show as well who uh, are uh, peers of yours. So great job there. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story or better yet, aha moment <laughs> in your career. I like to see it's when those headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new direction and this new idea. And Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well, I looked around at all of the automotive artists whom I admired, and I saw this incredible photorealism. I saw this broad, abstract brush marks, and I thought, well, my mentors helped me to think. Radford Thomas is my husband, mm -hmm. and Bill Mata of Road and Track both told me that I have to be different from all the others. Mm. I mean, I already look different, so I might as well make my art different. <laughs> So I took a photo of my uh, 1998 Z3 BMW, cool. and being a lover of art history, I created an Henri Rousseau-ish whimsical assortment of shapes on the top and surrounding the body of my car. Okay. And I decided that my audience was either going to think I had gone totally mad, <laughs> or they would accept it and like this new style, and so, aha! A new direction, new fans, and new sales. You know, it's really cool. And how would you explain to a listening audience, since we're an audio show and we're not in front of somebody, how would you explain what one of your works looks like? I would say that it's an assortment of shapes that are all put together like a puzzle mm -hmm. and that the colors are really happy, they're bright, they're intense, they're moving, and I love the word juxtaposition, which means they all just connect beside each other. Right. That's that's kind of how I think when I draw them. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's, it's very different, very unique. Thank you. And I, I want the audience to see the car, and then I want them to see whatever else it is, which is usually nature. Mm-hmm. So I want them to actually see these two subjects and how they merge. Okay. And it's very interesting that you've taken two very different su subjects that typically you wouldn't think go together. When you think of nature in a car, say a floral pattern or flowers or plant life, you don't think of how on earth do you relate that to a car other than a palm tree behind a car. So you've done it in a very, very uh, beautiful way, I think. Well, thank you. And um, like I said, I thought my audience would either think, who is this crazy woman painting <laughs> these odd things on these beautiful cars? Or it's it's really opened up just an incredible new world for me. Yes. So I'm very thankful to be different. Absolutely. Well, so are we. The, get to enjoy your artwork. Let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. I would assume you've had many. You've been doing this for a long time. But is there one particular moment in time that stands out for you you'd like to share? Yes. Uh, actually, every publication makes me proud. Mm. Um, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. If you print either digitally or in print something of mine, I am like on cloud nine for that day. <laughs> um, 
I, I really had, um, I think the proudest business moment was the entire year of 2009. I could do no wrong. <laughs> and I, I'm waiting for that next year to happen. Yeah, let's do that again. Like <laughs> let's do this again and again. It was absolutely incredible. Rad, my husband, and looked at me one day and he said, I'm afraid to answer the phone. I think somebody's <laughs> going to offer you something else. Uh, and, and it was just incredible. Um, I was the guest artist uh, with the Automotive Fine Arts Society at Amelia Island, so I got to do that show. Nice. I won the Chairman's Award at the Classic Car Club of America show in Hickory Corners, Michigan. Wow. I won an award at the Alt Park Concorde Elegance. I won an award at the Glenmore Gathering. Uh, I got a new client in Indonesia, mm-hmm. and I sold an original painting, and he did an incredible layout in a magazine that he owns, and I was featured in Octane. Oh, my goodness. And I was featured in Automobile Quarterly. All of that happened in 2009. Wow, you go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, don't stop. Don't stop. (laughs) Yeah, let's keep this ball rolling. Well, fantastic. You know, it's it's really fun, especially as an artist, when you're recognized. You produce things that are very unique to yourself and that people appreciate the work you've done. So congratulations for a wonderful year. I'm sure you have many more to come down the road. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. <laughs> Is there a car that came along in your life that was like, oh, I finally got this? Or, and maybe you could share a memory you have of that vehicle. You're going to love this story, and I hope your listeners do. Um, <laughs> when I was a little girl, we're talking about my daddy again. Mm-hmm. I was 16 years old, and he was tired of taking me everywhere. So he bought me a 1964 American Rambler. Cool. A Rambler. All right. A Rambler. <laughs> yeah. It was white. It absolutely had no power. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing for a 16-year-old. <laughs> it was perfect. I'm sure that was intentional. Yep. He paid $300 for it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and every time it rained, the back seat flooded. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, I mean, my dad... My dad was a machinist, so he was a really smart man. He could never figure out where that water came from. Yeah. But the back seat would flood. So, (laughs) and he told me, he said, now, when you get married, you have to give it back to me. So when I got married, I gave it back to him, and he sold it for $300. (laughs) Hey, there was a good investment. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. And one other car. Uh, When I married Rad... Uh, he bought me a 1964 Mercedes diesel, and we just know that it had been a taxi cab in Mexico City. <laughs> it probably had 400,000 miles, who knows, but yeah. she was blue, she was beautiful, but she used a quart of oil every 50 miles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, But at least I can say when I was 20 years old, I owned a Mercedes. Had a Mercedes, <laughs> yeah. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes, Ben, you and Janice Joplin. <laughs> And I had it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. I like it. Well, let's talk a little bit about the one that got away. Is there a car that you let go in your life that you really wish you had back in your garage? Oh, yes. And it's a 1976 BMW, a 2002. We had no idea that they would become collector's items. And we had this back in the 80s, and we loved it. And... Second gear decided not to work, so my husband and his high school buddy took it apart, and I think they 
would spend more time talking and having fun because it was in his friend's garage for three months <laughs> until finally the wife said, get it out. So anyway, but I loved that car. I wish we still had it. Yeah, they're awesome. I've got friends with those cars. I've been able to drive a few. Lots of fun for sure. Let's talk about this. Uh, we're a little past the new year now. We're into April. But uh, what are you working on this year? What projects that have you really excited and fired up? I am currently working on a gouache painting um, of an I-8 BMW that I photographed at Amelia Island a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and it has a neon setting behind it. So it's like these just broad areas of color, wow. of light. And all of the neon sections, and they're all pretty vertical. They're, you know, reflecting on top of the hood. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on it. Um, it's due in a couple weeks. We have a new BMW dealership here in Roanoke, and I'm going to be displaying that when they open. Oh, nice. Very cool. And, and it's it's really amazing. I mean, it looks like, the way I'm painting it, it really looks like it's lit up. Uh-huh. And that was the goal. So it looks like, you know, somebody, you know, flipped the switch and you have all of this, these neon lights on. So Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, when, you, when you're done with that and after you've presented it, you'll have to send me a uh, image of it and I'll share that with all the cars you have followers on Instagram and Facebook oh. and Twitter and so forth so they can see what we're talking about here so very Absolutely. nice Thanks. yes sounds bright and are there yeah. some venues or car shows you're going to be displaying at this year as well yes in June um, I'm going to be at Hickory Corners Michigan at the Classic Car Club of America show nice and then uh, that next weekend, that's early June, and then the next weekend I'll be at Alt Park in Cincinnati. Cool. And then in July I'll be at the Keeneland uh, Concours. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very so I nice. I have some nice things coming up this summer. Absolutely. You're going to be busy. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Sue. If you were a car, what kind of car would Sue be <laughs> and why? <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough one. Yep. Um, Rad has always been a car guy, and we one night we were talking about all the cars that we had owned and he had owned, and we've actually owned 66 cars. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And now we have four, and people think we're crazy because we have four, but we're like, <laughs> we didn't own all 66 at the same time. Um, <laughs> but I think if I were a car, I really like the BMWs that are the ones, which they no longer make. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I think I like those cars because, you know, they're M Sport, they're fast, they're sleek, stylish, unique, and they don't make them anymore. Ah, okay, um, something different. So it's a one-of-a-kind for all the right reasons, yeah. and and I don't think there's anyone like me in the world. I think I'm probably a one-of-a-kind, and that's probably a good thing. <laughs> that is a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) For good reasons, for sure. Very, very good reasons. Very nice answer. Well, Sue, (laughs) up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. 
Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Sue, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And I'm going to ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Okay, I'm ready. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Good things come to those who work harder. <laughs> yes, especially like when that? it comes to cars. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Great advice. In every way. In every way. Yeah. Work hard. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I think being myself, along with my discipline, my Mm -hmm. focus, and being really true to my craft. You know, it's so important. And I hear this over and over again. If you're going to go out and do something, be genuine, be you. Don't be somebody else. Yeah. Very important. Don't try to be someone else. That's too difficult. Yes, hard enough just trying to be yourself. (laughs) Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? I think they would love looking at the Automotive Fine Arts Society Auto Gallery website. Hmm. It's unbelievable. I mean, it is so beautifully done. And, you know, other artists that are not in the AFAS advertise in this as well. I mean, you can look at the journal and then you can also look at the gallery. And I think it's just a, it's a must-see. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've had many guests from the AFAS on the show here at Cars, yeah. And if, listeners, if you can't get to car shows where many of uh, these people display their art, check out this website because you'll be blown away at all the different styles, the different approaches to how to paint and draw and uh, sculpt artwork that is uh, reflective of cars. So uh, yeah, very nice site. Absolutely. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy reading as well? Yes. And and they're going to love the art on the cover. I know the artist. Her name is Sue Still Thomas. Um, I recently (laughs) did the cover for this book. It's called The Bubble Rule. And it's by Clement Bennings, Jr., M.D., and it's a metaphysical visionary fiction book. Oh, wow. And I did the cover, and it's not automotive. Um, Great opportunity to work with this author, and the book is just incredible. So that's that's kind of a non-automotive book, but I certainly recommend it. That's okay. Great. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources Sue has been so kind to share with us at carsyad.com. Just type in Sue Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E, third word Thomas, into the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with links to all these great resources and also this book. There's a great place on the site called Guest Recommended Books where you can do quick, easy links to purchase of this book and All the other past 489 guests that have been here on Cars, yeah. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, Sue, but it's not something you can buy and sell to buy a bunch of other cars with, you're going to have to keep it, enjoy it, and drive it. But money is no object. I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that vehicle be? Oh, you're welcome. Happy to do it. (laughs) What would that one vehicle be and why? It's going to be a 1946 Buick Roadmaster. It has to be gray. We had one, and my husband sold it a long time ago. We shipped it off to Germany. Wow. 
it was it was this huge, beautiful, pristine car. Yeah, he misses it every day. So I wish I could have that for both of us. Nice. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and I I could barely see over the steering wheel, but I did drive it on occasion. Yeah. So that's a that's a sad one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would love to get you that car. They're beautiful cars. Very unique, of course. The Buicks had some styling cues that were unique, especially in the 40s, uh-huh. which were cool. And 46, uh, after the war there, things were coming back online and becoming very unique and different. So uh, nice choice. I love it. <laughs> well, Sue, you've taken me on an awesome ride, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you and your husband drive off into the sunset in that 46 Buick Roadmaster? I love it. Being an automotive artist has opened up a wonderful world uh, with getting to see fabulous cars, meeting car people, uh, building lifelong friendships with so many. What more could I ask for? And, Mark, it's been a total pleasure to visit with you today. You've just made my day. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you very much. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing? We have a website, and it is autofineart.com. And your listeners could email me at radsue at verizon.net. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to all of these things on Sue's very own show notes page here at Cars. Yeah, just type Sue in the search bar. That page will pop up with all these links. And I encourage you to Go to her website. Check this out. You're going to find her artwork very different, very unique, very car-oriented, of course, which is what Cars yeah is all about, and I think you're going to really love what you see. Again, Sue, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.